Welcome to Podcasting for the Right Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we bring you the analysis of the weirdest, weirdest finale I think I have seen in a long, long time. Still don't know how I feel about it, honestly. There was a lot of weird stuff. Mm-mm. A lot of but weird hey, I'm Ren Mardia. <laughs> My name is Brendan. It's good to have you all back for another finale. Uh... I think this is the weirdest finale we've talked about, but maybe the weirdest since Colton? Uh, yeah. Because that one kind of felt like Stockholm Syndrome-y, but we'll just kind of move on. Yeah. I re- I honestly don't know. Like, after this finale ended, even halfway through the finale, like, I was texting and I was talking about it and everything, but then, like, somewhere after, like, maybe somewhere before Greg, I started to get bored. And then I was like, okay, all right, well, Well, and then I started reacting like Justin to certain things like, uh, what? There was, yeah, there was moments that kept me interested, but the only question was, will she stay or will she go? Right. And when she decided to stay, it was like, okay, well, she's gonna be with Blake and then whether she were whether she was engaged or not to me is to this point in the series wholly irrelevant. Right. Because we, I didn't need a ring on her finger. We saw how long Jojo and Jordan have been un- engaged. Right. And we know how long these couples are. 85 years. <laughs> because they're not actually engaged. No, no one thinks that this is engaged this engagement means an actual engagement the way that it does everywhere else. Right. In real life, you ask somebody to marry you, you intend to marry them. Yes. In Bachelor Nation world, it's like, you can put a ring on my finger, one that you didn't have to spend money on, right. and we'll just get to know each other and date. Yes. And then we might live together. It's just dating we'll It's just dating it. with a ring on. That's all it's it is. the weirdest thing. Yeah. Like, I would not, that's what I don't understand about this, the more and more it goes on. I could not date with a ring on my finger. Like it, I feel yeah. like his show is like forcing me to think about things, the things that like I want and don't want in a way. And I'm like, yeah, if a guy asked me to marry him, but then like we didn't set a date for like five years, I'd be like, okay, that's not yeah, that's like, not engaged. Yeah, like what are we doing? Right. So, uh, well, well, shall we get started? Yes, okay. let's break this thing down. So we start the episode showing us what happened seven days ago. Mm-hmm. Because they clearly had approximately two hours of content. And they had already right. promised us a three-hour finale. Which I was I was seriously wondering. I was like, how are you going to do this? What is, I kept looking at the time. I also cooked dinner again during this. But I felt like this episode, I could. Yeah, for sure. There was nothing, there was nothing that was happening. <laughs> Uh, so we start, basically the episode starts with, uh, Katie deciding to stay mm-hmm. and Caitlin and Tasha telling the boys, telling Justin and Blake that Greg is gone and Katie's having a really hard time with that, but she wants to stay. Yeah. When they told them this. And obviously they're like, what? Because they hadn't seen uh, they hadn't seen Greg 
Blake obviously says he saw him, he seemed really in his head, and then he was gone. So I didn't know where he was. Um, but I, I still, don't, like, when Caitlin told them this, I just feel like if I were one of them, I'd be like, what are we still doing here? Like, they were relieved that she wanted to continue. And Justin was like, oh, okay, well, great. She still wants to go on with this. But I'd be like, are you sure? Right. But whatever. Yeah, but uh, before before we get to that, I've, I missed over a small section. Uh, we cut to Katie in the studio. And they kind of do they kind of do a quick discussion about what what happened there, and this was really showing us what happened last week, and then talking about what happened last week with Katie was mm-hmm. the first half hour, I feel like, of yeah. the show. And this is where I saw what was happening, basically, where we were just going to rip Greg. Yeah, because I know. I knew that Katie last week had like signed off of Twitter before the Greg segment happened, Mm -hmm. apparently. So it was like her way of like offering social shade, if you will. Um, And so everybody's like, oh my gosh, Katie just like totally like said goodnight to the Twitterverse before the end of the episode. What's happening? She also like apparently posted on her story or something. The definition of gaslighting, which was so not clearly, the, which, which is not the clinical definition of glass gaslighting, right? And even so, and her her definition last night was even worse than the one that she posted. Yeah, because her, you could tell that she had been listening to social media and everybody out here saying like, "This is gaslighting. This is gaslighting." But when it came time for her to be like you're gaslighting me it was weird because it felt like she obviously was just saying things that she wanted the stuff that we wanted her to say because that's what we all thought you know it didn't feel authentic to me i will say that i feel like i should just nick vial should just sponsor me at this point because like i'm always talking about his last thursday he's your go-to he last Thursday he had a special episode with somebody he'd had on the show before, was a clinical psychologist and a couples therapist. And she did a it was honestly Ernie I meant to text you and I guess I must have forgot it was such a good episode. Really? And it was just a in very, relation to this episode or and, last yeah episode? it was last week's he okay. had it last Thursday, and she's not a fan of the show show so she's not she's not watching every week. Mm-hmm. But he had he had contacted her to come back on, and then watch go th- watch the episode and watch their interactions, and kind of just kind of discuss how she felt about it. And then mm-hmm. she had a really good definition of gaslighting, which was apparently it comes from a play in the early 1900s, mm-hmm. where this guy was trying to steal his wife's inheritance by convincing her that she was insane. Yeah. That's where it stems from, is making someone feel like they are crazy. So the it's called gaslighting because he would turn on and off the gaslight mm. and convince her that she was either, she was, the gaslight wasn't on when she was getting hot and wasn't off when she was getting cold. Okay. I just, okay, and, I just looked it up. 
derives from a yeah a play with Ingrid Bergman and Joseph Cotton, 1944, Gaslight. Oh, okay, I hadn't looked into the etymology of it. Yeah, so that's why it's called gaslighting. It's basically trying to convince someone that their reality is not accurate. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting because I explained this to a friend of mine um, recently we were arguing about something politically and he was saying something to me when he didn't have facts to back it up he would then turn what i said on me but in a way that made it sound like i said something i didn't and i was like don't try to gaslight me and he's like wait what and he had he wasn't familiar with the term so then i got to explain to him what it was like this was like a few weeks before this whole thing blew up with greg so i was like this is really interesting that it's applicable to this but so all that all that aside though so what did the psychologist say what was her take on it what they what she said was that gaslighting happens on a spectrum Mm -hmm. she said that in almost every relationship there is some amount of gaslighting Mm -hmm. and the only difference is determining whether that gaslighting is unintentional or malicious Mm -hmm. so and then she felt like she felt like they were both well, first of all, she said that they were not a good couple. Mm, because of the trauma bonding? That and just like they were not, they were not communicating well. Mm-hmm. And there was definitely how like their, their only fight that they had all season, their escalation fed off each other's escalation. Yeah, yeah. So they were both feeding each other poorly. Yeah. And then he had he had another one on today during his recap. And then she was saying similar things. This one was like a huge fan of the show in general. So she said that she likes to watch it clinically to watch these couples like interact and grow. And she mm-hmm. was saying how there's three types of people in terms of like uh needing like needing how they respond to like uh, basically what she was saying is that they're both are anxious, anxious interactors because mm-hmm. of their trauma, but they both also struggle to empathize. That's interesting. Which, also, while you were talking, I just followed the vile files on Spotify so I can listen to this. <laughs> it's incredible, man. But I'm finally in. So she, what she was saying is both of their, their, their ways they interact in that way are both okay in and of themselves, but mm-hmm. because they both need that and they both struggle to give it, they were always going to have issues. Yeah. Couple, because they both struggled with empathy, but they both needed the empathy. That's so interesting because, and a lot of what the internet is saying, and I know we'll get to it, especially when we cover Greg officially, but a lot of what the internet is saying is that Katie was so, she was such an advocate for anti-bullying. Um, and she was so kind and posting things about kindness and treating people kind and everything. And a lot of people, like what I was looking at the comments on the official page and also a lot of other bachelorette stuff that was on Instagram last night, a lot of people were like, like some somebody was like, Greg was right. This isn't the Katie that she showed us before. 
but then this is but this is another side of Katie, but it's actually Katie still because you you know she can get really fired up and everything. Right. But um, they were saying though that yeah, a lot of people were just surprised because she came across as empathetic on Matt's season, and now on her own season, they were like, uh, you weren't very forgiving, which you didn't have to be forgiving. You just didn't have to be rude. Well, I think what happened was. Because they re-showed the clips, and the episode had just aired in and of itself, mm-hmm. and then they re-showed the clips, and then he went on stage and said that he didn't regret anything he did. She yeah, probably, which they did probably, give him a chance. They did give him a chance probably, to say, hey, fired. She, I think she just got all ramped up again. Mm-hmm. Seeing it play out again, hoping that he would go out there, because they obviously haven't interacted, but mm-hmm. hoping that he would go out there and apologize for how we handled it in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And what he said was, no, what I did was fine. So I, if I was her, I would have been frustrated too. I'd have been like, you're going to see that you just did that to me and, and be okay like, with it? Dead. And yeah. Be like, yeah, that's how I, if I were to do it again, I'd probably handle it the exact same way and be okay with it. And that <laughs> would get me fired up. Even if I, That got me frustrated with him and it wasn't even Katie. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just, it made her look bad because she got fired up by how she thought she was treated. Yeah. Yeah. And she, yeah, she got really fired up. But that's interesting, though, to know the origin of Gaslight. Because I knew it was like, like, I knew it was trying to convince somebody that their reality was not actually their reality. What you're seeing is not what you're actually seeing. What you're hearing is not what you're actually hearing or what you said, isn't what you actually said, you know? Um, And so, yeah, on that, on that note, I do see Greg gaslighting because last week I was all about it. I even posted to our Instagram, like, you know, Greg, in sync, bye bye bye, like red flags. Like I was like, you know what? Thought about Greg a little bit more. Opposed, I was like, guys, he's a gaslighter. But then last night, I just saw two emotional people, and I was like, you know what? Greg is really. I don't think he knew he was gaslighting necessarily. I don't think either of them went in there intending to. I think they both wanted a certain wanted that interaction to go a certain way. And both of them refused to give the other person what they needed to have the interaction to go their way. Mm-hmm. Greg refused to let her uh, validation be enough. And Katie refused to tell him that he loved her. She loved him. Mm-hmm. And the real question after this episode is, did he actually, did she actually love him to begin with? Okay, because she said last night she knew during the hometowns. And and Blake's hometown was first, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was Blake, Justin, Greg. Mm-hmm. So she says if she's if she's telling us the truth, she says she knew during hometowns. And maybe it's possible that Greg did pick up on that vibe. And maybe we're like we've said before, we're only getting the information that we get on the show. Right. And Rachel, Nick talked about this as well today, that he's talked to Rachel about her season, and she was frustrated with how she they portrayed her and Brian. 
because Brian was her front runner the whole time. Mm-hmm. And they portrayed her front runner as Peter so mm-hmm. that when Peter and her broke up at the altar, people were not prepared for Well, they didn't they even wanted. get to the altar. Well, I'm saying, they like, were it. When they, when they broke up, mm-hmm. people would be shocked and dismayed. Yeah. So he thinks that something similar probably happened where they knew that that blow up was, was, had happened. Mm. And they're like, why don't we portray Greg as a front runner? So when they break up, it sends it'll Bachelor be so Nation. painful and big. Yeah, it'll yeah. Sp- it'll sp- it'll send Bachelor Nation spiraling. Mm-hmm. Because that's exactly what I thought of. It was very reminiscent of Peter and Rachel. It was very like, except for Peter. Peter was basically just saying like, I want to be with you, but I don't want to propose yet because. You know, to me, proposal is marriage. I'm only going to do it once. And yeah, like he was like, it, this is not just dating. And to her, she was like, if you propose, it's not marriage. Like, I'll never forget that. She was like, proposal isn't marriage. He was like, but for me, it is. Yeah. And that's and then they, they had this whole devastating like breakup in the room and then they were out in the hallway and then they were outside and everyone was crying so it i don't know like i do think that peter and greg had front runner status i don't really necessarily buy that like i get that there's an edit but to cry and to be like panicked the way that both of them were when both of these guys left you like you don't do that for somebody that wasn't in 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 high consideration. The therapist said that she noticed the change and how Katie interacted with Greg not long after Blake arrived, where she mm-hmm. started to pick at what she thought about him. When she kept making sure, like, "Hey, are you doing okay?" or she's like, "You have resting sad face." Yeah, the comments about Greg's demeanor and his behavior were not present before Blake's arrival, but were very present afterwards. Mm. So she thought that without Blake, Greg wins. Yeah. But with Greg, with with Blake's arrival, Greg's status changed, and maybe that's why he changed. Where he saw... Nah. Because he, he, even, he even commented very early on that he was intimidated by Blake's arrival. I was just about to say that because he did tell the guys, Mm -hmm. he's like, this guy's a contender. Like he's, you know, he's like, I know what he said. I know her and she's his type Mm -hmm. or she's, he's her type. Yeah. Yeah. So we got, we got way off track. Let's jump in. Uh, (laughs) Caitlin and Tasha go to talk to the guys. She's like, well, she's extremely upset that Greg left, but don't worry. You guys get to spend uninterrupted time. She said, uh, Tasha said, you both have the opportunity to spend some uninterrupted quality time with Katie. Uh, Blake says, I'm glad that she made the decision to stay. I have no idea what to expect. I just hope that she's going to be in a place that she needs to be to move forward and make this work. To me, Blake is like so chill. He's just like, is she going to stay? Is she going to go? Like what? Cool. We get to hang out with her. <laughs> yeah. So we start the overnight dates with Blake. And uh, Katie says, if I don't see a future with him, then this could really be the last time we spend together. Mm -hmm. Which is a weird way to think about your last date. Exactly. I don't know. Everything about the way that Katie approached these final 
two episodes was weird to me. Yeah, she, the, uh, they start the episode, so they start their date, uh, they're just throwing some paint-filled balloons at each other, and then they make it on the ground. I just said something on Instagram. Carry on. It was Katie and Blake. (laughs) They, they, they do the weird paint thing, but the worst version of the paint thing. Yes. With the balloons, and then they go make out in a hot tub. Yes. I just, Katie and Blake, I just, I don't know. There's something. Katie lets Blake know everything that happened, and uh, she says, there's a part of me that wanted to quit. I wanted to let you know everything that's been happening this week was just a kind of a huge shift in a lot of things. Because she starts the conversation out by saying, like, this is really hard because Michael left and Greg left in the same week. Yeah, which, I mean, I didn't think about the fact that that was the same week. Yeah. That was back-to-back dudes that I were don't just, like... Think, I don't think we've ever had two of the top four self-eliminate in, like, five days. Right. And that's what a lot of people were saying, too, was that the frustration that we saw last night with Katie talking to Greg could have also stemmed from the fact that like two of the top four, like you said, self-eliminated, like they chose to leave. It wasn't her saying, you know what? I'm sorry. It was them. And And how rare is that that a bachelorette has to deal with that? And if you think about it, Andrew kind of did too, because she let him go. And then he, she asked him to come back and he said, no, but I think she, I think even she understood why, like, you already let yeah. me go once. You weren't going to pick me. And she's probably right, like, that's, right. that's fair. You were just going to get eliminated next week. So why stay another week? Yeah. And and like we are talking about with Greg, though, if he picked up on those vibes, that's probably what he was reading. Yeah. He's probably like, what if, if you can't tell me this, like, honestly, I can sense that you're leaning towards Blake. So, but yeah, yeah. that's, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That would be a hit to my ego. If 2.5 men were like, hey, I'm going to go. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, what? What's happening? So. You know who who wouldn't have left? Who wouldn't have left? Hunter. Hunter wouldn't have left. Hunter would have been there to the the very end. (laughs) Hunter would have been at the the altar, but, like, I'm still here. Right. I'm here if 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 everyone else leaves. I'm here for you. Hunter's like, I got you, girl. Right. But, uh. After after they have this discussion about how she was gonna leave, uh, he he keeps it chill in the hot tub, but uh, off to the side he lets us know that it caught him off guard. I probably underestimated the amount of t- the amount that she cared or thought about him. <laughs> that was my favorite line of the episode. I probably underestimated the amount that she cared or thought about him. <laughs> That's what I'm like with Blake. I'm like Blake. <laughs> He thought like, he was the only one there, man. She said, "Right, like I'm just like, like, what are you, what are you doing? You showed up, you showed up late, and then you're just like, I'm just gonna coast through." Yeah. Oh wait, there's other guy she's thinking about. There's other guy she took home, or she's or went to see their families. Right. He he continues. That was the first time where I was completely off as to where I thought her head was at, and uh, so that was. That was, I think if he had just left and she would have been okay, even Blake wouldn't have second-guessed anything. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, he because the look on the look on his face is pretty funny. Yeah, as she was going through this stuff and telling him what was happening, he was kind of like, okay, all right, right. So like, I'm still here by default. Where actually am I? Right, right. Which, I mean, Katie, I get that she was upfront about it, but it doesn't sound too great when you're like, Greg left, and Michael left, and you guys are here. Right. <laughs> Doesn't want to make the most of it. Honestly, if a man told me that, if he was like, so-and-so left, so-and-so left, but, you know, I'm just really excited about this time with you, I'd be like, well, you didn't choose this time with me. I don't know, right. whatever. He, um, we head to the dinner portion. He decides that he's going to tell Katie he loves her. And after a, uh, a long, a long journey, he eventually does. Yeah, it was a long journey. Yeah. She, he, That's the part where I started cooking. Yeah, that was a good call. <laughs> he's, he says he realized he loved her during the hockey portion of their hometown when she scored and then yelled go America and he said it was like it was when I remembered that moment and without thinking about it I said to myself F I love her which I mean I believe that yeah I believe that you know sometimes it is like the silliest weirdest things yeah Blake says I love you and I'm really effing excited about life with you and then she responds with, I effing love you so much. And I thought this was weird, considering what she had said last week about, I'm only going to say I love you when there's one person left. Mm-hmm. And maybe exactly. the, only, the only thing that makes sense is if maybe Justin went first and she'd already sent him home. Exactly. But she says after their date, they're like, Justin's still here. And she's like, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And she talked to Justin and was like, I had my overnight with Blake. True. And blah, blah, blah. So, So yeah. It was just her her, choice. At least in her mind, he was the only one there. Yeah. It was like she completely forgot. Yeah. The internet also thought that was pretty funny, too. Like, LOL, Justin's still here. <laughs> oh, gosh. But uh, It so... was weird, though. Like, Katie and Blake are... Like, I could see this happening from the beginning. We talked about this. Katie and Blake's chemistry, they're similar energies. He says he's sex positive, too. I'm like, you're just a dude. But anyway, <laughs> you know... Which, I mean, I know that oh, Aunt Lindsay actually did have a funny line about that. <laughs> but it's, it, like, I don't know. They have similar energies. They like to, to swear at each other a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, but, like, there's, I feel like they're the same. They're very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're the same. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe my problem with Katie and Blake is I feel like like, I don't feel like I saw depth. You know, we it don't just feels like anymore. it's a lot of, like... We don't ever anymore. But at, at least with Katie and Andrew, there was depth. With Katie and Michael, there was because he had a lot of other things in life to consider. 
even with Katie and Greg, I mean, it was trauma bonding, but like there was like something, something emotional there. You know, with Katie and Blake, I feel like it's very, it's like a, I want to have fun and it's, you're fun, I'm fun. It's very primal. So obviously they're they're attracted to each other, but I don't feel like I even know Blake. (laughs) I, I think that there was just so many things that they wanted to get to this season that they had trouble getting to everything. Well, that's sad. Well, because I would have liked to have known him better. Because we we had, like, all the individual villains, quote-unquote villains that they had, mm-hmm. but then they were prepping for the possibility of an Andrew Bachelor, Bachelor run and a Michael Bachelor run, and mm-hmm. then we had them building up to the Greg disaster. So we didn't, we, we got more Blake than we got Justin, that's for sure. Yeah, because I still don't understand their connection. So I just like, I still was... don't understand how Justin ended up to be second place. Because everyone else left, but like that's not the point. The point is, but I mean, that, like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, how did Justin end up there? Andrew should have been there by the way that the, the edit is. It seems like Andrew would have gotten that far and then been like, "It's not you, sorry." Yeah, I. It was, yeah, I don't know, but it as. <laughs> As this Bachelor recap that we used to keep track on Entertainment Weekly says in the next line, it will come as no surprise as it come as a surprise to no one that Katie and Blake do in fact choose to forgo the individual rooms to stay as a couple in the fantasy suite, and then they wake up the next morning and eat breakfast in bed, and Katie actually looks like she just woke up. Right, like this actually was the first time that like a Bachelor couple there was no question that they had sex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was no question with these two. They did. Anybody yeah. else, there's questions. You know, anybody else, there's like, huh, okay. You know, like, what happened? Or did they stay up all night and they talk? Or, you know, yada, yada, yada. These two were like, yeah, no, they're going to screw. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, we get up the next day and Katie says, okay, all right, I love you. I have to go break up with Justin now. Mm hmm. And she she meets up with Justin. I wonder if this was actually the next day, just because she knew she was gonna have the rest of the day off. Maybe <laughs> she was like, you know what? I'll just, I could just break up with him really quick, and then I could just have the rest of the day free. Yeah. Which I mean, I I kind of admire that though, like the fact that she didn't just go through another time with Justin. Yeah. Um, and you know, a night with him, and then be like, oh yeah, which one? You know, which one was better or whatever? Like it was like. Hey, okay, I know it's with Blake, so I gotta cut the side other guy loose. But like you said, though, it is interesting. She said she wasn't gonna say "I love you" until there was only one man left. So what, like? And it, she just even last week she just didn't seem like she effing loved him so much. It was just weird to me. Oh, it's so weird. It was a lot. It was definitely a lot. Uh, as we start this, as we start this date, Justin says, "I love Katie," and after tonight, I'm hoping to get that reassurance that she sees me in the same light. And uh, that does not does not go well for for Justin. Nope. We start the conversation with uh, Katie saying, "Let's go have a chat." I'm like, Justin should have just walked away then. Save uh-huh. himself the trouble of sitting down. She says, "I know how hard it was for you to tell me you're falling in love with me." However, I did have my overnight with Blake, and in fact, I did tell him 
that I'm falling in love with him, and that is something that I can only say to one person. Given how I now okay. feel about Blake, knowing that I'm in love with him, it wouldn't make sense to have us move forward and go on this date. Uh, he's hurt. He says, I think the world of you. I just hope you know how special you are. I hope he knows what he has in you that he doesn't take it for granted. I hope everything works out. And then I thought this was really great when basically she was said you, she talked about how she's, he's been opening up and she doesn't want him to stop. She wants him to keep mm-hmm. doing that. Keep opening up, keep being vulnerable with people. Yeah, I thought that was sweet. Um, but still, even... <laughs> like, didn't he say something about... Um, was it like was somebody opening up first? Like, I guess Blake opened up first. So he was like, that's what where it gets you or whatever. Um, just like opening up first. Something, I, I can't remember exactly what he had said. But... Um, I mean, poor Justin. Like, he's a good guy. He'll, he might be in paradise. I thought they were going igno- to announce that last night. I thought they were going to say something about that, but they didn't. But I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up in paradise. I mean, it really depends on how much time there was between filming. That's true. And he did say last night, though, that he was still, it hurt just as much watching it back as it did that day. So he might not be over her yet. I think he, I think if he's single, he'll be there in a year. But I don't think this season. Mm-hmm. I don't think him or Greg, either, either heart wise or time wise. No, Greg does not for. need to be in paradise. No, he doesn't. Right no, he doesn't need to be. But they would definitely have him if he was available. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we head back to the uh, the studio to for the girls to sit down with Justin. He says that there are some questions I do have, especially after watching things back, to see how things unfolded with Michael and Greg leaving. You know, I just, I just at times felt like maybe I was just there by default. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, when you watch it back, yeah, you're probably like, why am I still there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was rough, and then he, he kind of felt like he didn't get a fair shot. So I just, yeah. it was, it was definitely, I definitely felt bad, really bad for Justin here. Yeah. Justin was looking real cute at the AFR He looked though. good. He looked good. Uh, yeah. She says, I, do... I mean, he, already, he was cute on the show, but I feel like he looked really cute last night. <laughs> uh, I didn't know much of a difference, but also I wasn't looking to see how cute he was. <laughs> uh, she, Katie tells Justin, I do hope, Justin, that you do know that you were there for a reason. We did have a huge connection. And uh, he appreciates the reinsurance, and he thanks her for making him a better person. And she did mention too. Um, I think she did, if I remember correctly. Didn't she say that, like they had more of a connection with like even what the camera showed? Yeah. So it makes sense. Like when she said that, I was like, okay. So that kind of answers my questions about like why, how he made it there, because he was her first kiss on the show too mm-hmm. she's he's the first guy that she kissed so yeah. clearly there was something vibing between those two that we just didn't they didn't show us i don't know why yeah because clearly like justin they used justin for like his the crazy looks that he would give they did reaction. give a montage of his looks and i was very much that was my probably my favorite 
two or three minutes of the episode. Yes. I love the fact that he's never, he said he knew his friends told him he had an expressive face, but he had never seen it like that. (laughs) (laughs) He was genuinely so embarrassed. It was adorable. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I love that. So cutting back to the episode, uh, Blake and Katie are going to go meet Katie's family. Yes. Oh, wait, but here... We Thank should do you. news and notes. Yes. So, You're... news and notes, news and notes. There we go. Okay, so a couple things for news and notes. Number one, uh, Tasha was on Ben and Ashley I's Almost Famous podcast, and she talked about how hard it has been for her and Zach. Mm-hmm. Uh, she talked about basically how hard it is in any relationship, but especially the amount of time that they don't spend together. And especially, she talked about how it was really hard to host Katie's season. Because it was already so close to her own season. So she was still emotionally processing that. And she said she was, quote, in her feels a lot and texting mm-hmm. Zach a lot about it. And then, I honestly don't know how she did it. Because I'd be like, I need that time. I need to be, I need to build a relationship with him before I can jet set off. Yeah, and yeah, she talked a lot about how the uh, this is that especially made it harder for them to develop anything because she was gone for so long filming that, mm-hmm. and then just the fact that she still at least partially lives in California, and then he's yeah. in New York City. Yeah, because even last night he posted on Instagram about what's like, what are you doing tonight? And then it was like something for his um, the organization that he works with. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it was like a, it was like a big event going on. But the fact that he posted and said, like, "What are you like? What are you doing tonight? This is what's going on," and everybody was like, "Your booze on TV tonight, bro." <laughs> <laughs> so it was just interesting. Like it was like, oh yeah, like clearly they have two different things going on. Yeah. You know, but I mean, but also this was not live. Right, it wasn't so, live, but it was just interesting the way that like came out that he was like, "I don't think what's going on tonight." I don't think Zach really cares. No, no, nor, nor should <laughs> he. Like, what does he care? Like, he got what he wanted out of the show. He mm-hmm. got a super great fiance, and there's no reason right. for him to care at all because he he has not really taken advantage of any of the Zach. May, Zach may be the most pure person to have ever gone on the show because he doesn't even seem to care at all. Sure doesn't. About the fame that came on after the show. He doesn't do anything. I don't see him anywhere. Right. Like, you see him on Tasha's Instagram, or you see her on his Instagram, but he's really focused on his um, rehab center that he works at. I mean, like, he's not doing any, he's not doing any ads. No. He doesn't No, like, press. No, like, hey, I'm going to sell this, like, fab fit fun box for men. (laughs) He just just straight up doesn't care. Uh, No. The second... The second thing I have is this was sent to me originally by a listener, and by a listener I mean my sister. I don't really know if she listens. I'm just hoping that she does. But uh, <laughs> Bree and Greg were seen together at a club this past yes, weekend. Yes, they were. But then, then there was the rumors that they're together. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't that be a weird couple? It would. I literally thought about this last night for at least 10 minutes. It's like, but if you think about it, Brie doesn't know her dad. 
Pajama, <laughs> you just pajama bonding again. Greg's like on the hunt for anybody. Anybody lost their dad? Anybody doesn't know their dad? Anybody just have weird dad issues? I'm your guy. He's just he's just trolling grief grief counsel. Oh gosh, Greg. <laughs> but they were seen together, and then apparently she must have seen the rumors because the next day she posted a picture on her story of her holding hands with an African-American man and said current relationship status. Mm-hmm. So whatever they were doing there, they must whether they were just hanging out or they just happened to be in line at the same time, they are. she is saying that they are not together and she is dating someone. It's just not Greg because Greg is very white. Yes. And I did see those pictures of them outside a nightclub. And I did read on, I think it was the Bachelor Nation scoop I can't remember. Let me see if it was on there. Um, but they there were pictures of of Greg and Bree. Um, yeah, here they are. So they were like walking. Um, and then there was like another one that they were out, out in line. Yeah, here it is. They were in line. Yeah, that's the um, one I saw. Yeah. And so, but it said, um, this is outside of Noir last night. Guess fame hasn't hit them yet because they couldn't get in, but it but I see this happening. <laughs> Fireheart. <laughs> I was dying laughing. I was like, guess fame didn't hit them yet because they couldn't get in. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I guess that's uh that's interesting then that they are not together. <laughs> yeah. Uh my final thing is that JP and Ashley have finalized their divorce, so they are unfortunately no longer together. Yes, which RIP to that marriage. What was it like? Eighty-four years. I don't know. In bachelor world, yeah. Yeah, I don't even like. I said I didn't even really know them that well until the goat episodes, and mm-hmm. even then I was like, cool, you know, because then they had said that he was sick with some some weird like syndrome or whatever. Um, and then after that, like they were getting divorced, so. I don't really know much about them, but sorry. <laughs> that sounds so callous about the end of someone's relationship. Right. Um, so my news and notes, though, is completely applicable. or Is it ap- applicable or applicable? I think it's applicable. Okay. So my news and note is applicable to this episode because, and we'll touch on this later on for sure, but um, the things that uh, Bachelor Nation is reacting mixed, like mixed reactions to Katie and Greg's showdown last night. Um, and I see, wait, should I should I hang on to this news and note and we talk about this I later? Don't even, I wouldn't even know if it's a news and note because it's really just like, hey, people hated Greg last week and now people hate Katie. Crazy, right? I mean, okay, but here's some of the reactions, though. Okay. Like, I I understand it's reaction, but, like, the internet just kind of feeds off each other. And if you have a different point of view than the majority, then you don't really even post it. Like, last week, last week you couldn't find a Greg's grade in the bunch. No. But this week, they're like, Greg, Greg got a rough shot. Greg's awesome. Like, last week you hated him and you thought he was mentally abusive. Apparently, Becca defended him on um, the Bachelor Happy Hour, and then Katie was going to be on. She was on this morning, 
uh, with Blake and everybody was like, hopefully, or not everybody, because but I saw some people saying, is Becca going to apologize because she was defending an abusive ex or like a gaslighting ex or whatever. And then apparently she housed Thomas during the men tell all. I think that might've been where he was when he did his, <laughs> like they were like, are you going to apologize for defending one ex-boyfriend and also housing the other? And I'm like, wait, what? Like, so Thomas is at Becca's house? <laughs> Are Thomas and Becca engaged? I don't know, because I think they maybe they hooked up in paradise. Maybe they're together. Because there is a clip, like, she was talking to some, like, she was on a date with somebody, I think it was Thomas. So, which I still stand by the fact that I think that Becca is too good to be on the island. I think she's above this. If she finds love, that's great. But, like, I still, I feel like, a, I feel like Becca is an adult. She has reserved the right and the place to be a podcaster and to commentate on all of this, to put her back in the mix, and for that island and those chaotic children, I'm just like, Becca, well, you're better than this. If you think about it, they sent, basically they sent most of their unengaged podcast hosts to Paradise. They sent Becca, they sent Natasha, mm-hmm. they sent Joe. Yep. So all of their unengaged podcast hosts were sent to paradise and they except just... for mike was my unless mike goes back i don't think he it did is he there i forgot mike had one yeah he's with he's with um rachel Lindsay's husband i forgot because i don't care i really don't care every time i see it on instagram too i'm like whatever and apparently natasha natasha was on their podcast this past week or yesterday i don't know and they were talking about stuff I was like, Natasha, the, all the, all these podcasters just like, now like, that podcast network, they're just like completely. I don't, I don't have any desire to listen to a podcast that's produced and in some way funded by the Nation. I don't have any interest. They're yeah. not, they're not giving me real takes. They're giving me positive feedback and negative feedback that was approved by somebody. Yeah. Because what is Nick Files? Is he in that network? No, he he's a part of Cast Media. Okay, okay. So well, he does good. he does his own thing. That's good. I think those three are the only ones that are Bachelor Nation ran podcasts. I think it's just mm-hmm. those three. I, I don't even think Ben and Ashley are. I are. I'm pretty sure they do their no, own thing. They started, yeah, because the Bachelor Happy Hour is like the very first one. That's like the main one. Yeah, and then they started building these other ones. Mm-hmm. So. Mm, it, it, yeah. would, it would have to take someone that I very much enjoy listening to mm-hmm. to care enough to listen to their propaganda that they just yeah. put on, put up pretending like it's not ran by them. Right. Okay. Well, okay. So I'll say the, I'll say what I'm just reading then when we talk about Greg more. Okay. We'll get to Greg eventually. Um, but there are some thoughts from some Bachelor Nation uh, former contestants or whatever you want to call them. Um, and it is interesting. But I also think that this is funny that the picture once again of uh, was Tammy. Remember Tammy? On... Oh, yeah, I remember Tammy. <laughs> what, what, was she on Colton season? No, Peter's. She was on Oh, Peter's Peter. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Um, I literally for a moment was like, who's Peter? <laughs> 
Um, but she tweeted though and said, Greg laying low in Jersey. And it was the picture of um him and Brie. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, um, there's a lot of uh I mean, not to lengthen this news and note segment more, but it, it's you already read a very little- lengthy. Did you read a little bit about Greg and his alleged acting career? Ernie, I knew about his alleged <laughs> acting com- career seven weeks ago. Okay, I didn't. All right, did we talk about this? No, because I thought I, it wasn't super relevant to me. Because now it is. No, and like he suggested, unless he's Meryl Streep, he's not acting. Right. I don't like. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But if, if he was acting, people have come forward and they're like, he was in my class, and he was like, thought he was like the greatest actor ever, and you know, he was so like this and that, and then somebody else is like, he dated my friend, and he treated her so badly, and he has like this shy boy act that he's doing on TV because he took acting classes, but he treated her like crap because she wore a mini dress, and then she had to catch an Uber home at like 1 a.m. by herself because he kicked her out. I guess because she was wearing the mini dress. I don't know. <laughs> Let's just, I just, it's crazy. I just want to move on. I want to I talk about, <laughs> I want to talk about Aunt Lindsay. And that's news and notes. That's news and notes. Uh, Katie and Blake show up to meet Katie's mom and her Aunt Lindsay. Uh, Katie's mom, Rhonda, gives them both a warm hug. Aunt Lindsay shakes Blake's hand. Yeah. And then Katie notes that she's not affectionate at all. She's a tough cookie. Uh, mom, just this general conversation at first, mom asks where he lives. He says Hamilton, Ontario, which is basically Niagara Falls. And then she, she asks what he does. He says he's unemployed, but planning to work for the nonprofit that he used to work for after he's done filming. Yeah. And then he says, I do not think they, Lindsay says, I don't think they realize the logistics of the situation. After I didn't realize the logistics of the situation until they were talking. After, yeah, she says that after, after hearing that Blake lives in Canada and his upcoming nonprofit require frequent trips to Africa. And then uh, she asks Blake directly, what made you want to go out? Okay. <laughs> what made you want to go on this season after you flunked out of the last one? I was like, dang. This was the only moment that I didn't hate her. It could, because it was a relevant question. It was, it was it was a harsh question, but it was relevant. And mm-hmm. everything else she said was just unnecessarily cynical and mean. Right. She's There's no question. She's a mean person. Yeah, I don't think I think I think that in every way, shape, and form, she's just a cynical, bitter person. Mm-hmm. And there's like, no one. Katie could be sitting in this room telling me all the great things she's done. I'm just like, okay, she may do great things, but she's still a bitter, cynical person. Right. She is not a nice person. I do not like her, and I would not want to join that family. <laughs> so no. good luck, Blake. Um, but yeah. That was pretty funny the way she asked that, though. I also do think it was pretty funny the way that his own sister was like, Claire was the one. Tasha was the one. Is this the one? This is the one now? <laughs> well, so far it's made further than the others. 
But uh, Lindsay says, you better be secure as bleep coming into our family. At the end of the day, you're here because we want you here, not because we need you here. And mm-hmm. I think she gives off the feeling of someone who says they're strong and independent and don't need somebody because they don't have anybody. Not because they actually feel that way. The way Claire did and during her season where she portrays yeah. a confidence that I don't think she actually has. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, that's, that's sad because you can, you can, you can tell that when you watch it, like, that's exactly what I thought. Like, I was just like, Ooh, this lady, like when she blatantly tells him, like, we don't need you. And if you're, you're here because if you are here, you're here because we want you to be here. You know, like, but we don't need you to be here. I'm like, wow, okay, I get yeah. it. And then, All right. And then her mom, and then Katie's mom talking to Katie says, we don't put ourselves in a position where we have to rely on a male. And I don't think any, I don't think really anybody does that anymore. Yeah. Like, my, wife, was my like... wife doesn't need me. If anything, yeah. I need her more than she needs me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you knew me before I was before Zoe. I was not functioning properly in a lot of ways. I was very immature. <laughs> You're like I was not functioning properly. I mean, I was super I was immature, a man. human. <laughs> and so, just like it was, this was definitely a family that has had one too many, or two too many bad interactions with men. Yeah. And I think it also just stems from, like, that, like, the feminist movement of, like, maybe, like, the 60s and 70s or something. I don't know. It just felt very, like, very uh, intensely feminist. Not, like, I I consider myself a feminist, but, like, I don't think of myself a feminist in the way of, like, I would say something like, I don't need you. You mean nothing, ultimately. You know? like Which is, Lindsay was definitely... Like I, like I said to you before, I don't know if I said this to you before we got started or if this was on, on, on camera, but I did say that she kind of gives off the kind of cynicism that someone has who's been in divorce like six months. Yeah. Like all men like, suck. Men are awful. They only hold you back. Like yeah. that was, the, that was the level of cynicism that I was getting from this whole interaction. Yeah. And that's not the feminism that I adhere to where I'm like men are terrible i hate them all you know like that's not no um but i think that oh gosh what was i gonna say i was gonna say something about aunt Lindsay, um because she oh oh i know what it was so when he had said something like he was just like katie i don't remember if he said he was sex positive or whatever but he said that um they're alike and she's like meaning you have you two have a vibrator you know like which that that was pretty funny i thought that was like because that did push him to say like what why are they alike and that was really those were the only two comments that she said that i'm just like okay like she's trying like those were the only two interactions where i saw that she was actually trying to help anything yeah yeah but because that was like those were legit questions yeah but and they weren't like putting him down right but then after that like she just started like really putting him down like saying stuff like that's cute like whenever he said something about marriage i think yeah he i don't remember 
he she asks how how they're going to fix things when they're married and like that's a that's a ridiculous question to ask someone zoe Mm -hmm. and i had my wife and i had been together uh four years before we got engaged and five years before we got married I didn't know mm-hmm. how we were going to settle things when we were married. We never spent 24-7 with each other. How am I supposed to yeah. know? And then he says, so we're just going to do whatever they can to fix it. And Lindsay says, yeah, that's not how it works. And then when they ask how they're going to work, do their living situation, he says they'll figure out. And she says, huh, that's cute. Like, everything, right. everything, like, they don't know how to be married because neither of them have ever been married. And even people who have spent years together don't know how to be married if you're not married. Right. Like, you, the only way that you will learn to be married is to be married. Yeah, like, the, she's expecting them to have insight that they are physically incapable of having. Mm-hmm. This isn't like Zach and Tasha, who were both married and know what it's like to be married and know what it's like to lose a marriage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They have insights that Blake and that Blake and Katie physically are incapable of having because of because of a lack of experience. Yeah, I think that it like it was rough. It was really rough to watch. Like I did feel bad for Blake. I didn't know what he'd gotten himself into. Yeah. Um, I mean, Katie's mom was a bit nicer to him. Katie's mom was very nice. Basically, she was, said what she said was, my daughter's happiness is all that matters, and if you make her happy, then that's good enough. Mm-hmm. And then Lindsay, to play her, continue her part, was also super rough on Katie. She said uh, she got frustrated with Katie when she suggested that she might move to Canada and travel with Blake to Africa. She says, my question yeah. is how much is he willing to put into your happiness because the rest we don't care about. <laughs> and the now talking now with Rhonda and Blake, Rhonda asks what's the rush, takes some more time to get to know each other. Blake says he'd love to move in with Katie right away, but he also knows that they have a lot of big questions. For example, where the heck are they going to live? Mom seems, like you said, uh, she said she seems so happy, and that's all that matters to a parent. So eventually, Blake got some sort of validation that he is not, you know, thirst and enemy number one. Right. But he definitely, as he seemed afterward, he seemed a little rattled. The intent coming in here was to propose and get engaged, but there's a difference between talking about it and doing it. There's just a lot that I need to take into consideration. And I think that that was definitely spurred on by Lindsay and Rhonda. And as Tasha correctly pointed out in the studio, did Katie's family ruin this engagement? Yeah, that was... I mean, there's a reason that they didn't tell them until last night. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to have some time to themselves where they weren't hated yeah but uh the next day they have their kind of their final date and the date itself was just whatever until we the get day to, was weird when we get to my favorite part of every season 
where they bring in a random, random and how can I put this to, I'm not going to be able to put this nicely, so I'm just going to say it. Some random crackpot religious tradition or cultural phenomenon from wherever they're at. Because they do yeah. this every year. They do like uh, Tyler C. and Hannah did the uh, the thing with the uh, the branches. I don't remember that. Where they like did the spot and they were like hitting them with the branches to get rid of like the bad energy when they were in like the oh, middle of nowhere. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I do remember that. And they always do this crap where it's just like they, this time they met with an energy healer named Felicia, yeah. who explains the annual Mexic- New Mexican tradition of burning the zozobra. Which was a giant creepy statue. That, that was the statue. weirdest thing I've ever seen on this. Yeah. So then they're supposed to write their regrets, fears, and insecurities down on a piece of paper, <laughs> stuff them inside the creepy statue, and then light the thing on fire. They celebrate the release <laughs> of of all things negative, and they bring in new beginnings, opportunity, and growth, and. Uh, <laughs> Someone apparently went on their her website and read some more, and apparently she started doing this when therapy failed to fix her issues. She turned to energy healing. Who did? Felicia. Felicia. Like, this is, like, the weirdest... I, I mean, okay, people have their thing, but, like... This is not a thing. It, it Like, this is the weirdest thing. Like, and I thought that Katie... Like, when Katie said... Oh, this is our last day together, um, and it's going to be really special. Like, I'm, you know, it's, this is going to be super special. I honestly thought that Katie was going to take Blake fishing. <laughs> I was like, I literally was like, that oh my been, gosh, is she going to be like, let's go fishing? <laughs> that would have been better than what they did do, because they, I have tried recently in my life to become more open-minded. Mm-hmm. And this show, this show shows me time and time again that open-mindedness <laughs> is not only stupid, but also hazardous to your mental health because Felicia and Zozo Bra will g- do absolutely nothing for you. Right. Neither right. will, neither will uh, sitting in each other's laps to align your chakras Oh my gosh, or, it's so ridiculous. Or sticking your feet in butter or <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot about the butter. Or doing a spa day and doing a Dutch spa day and someone slapping you with branches. Like all of this is just just chaos and unnecessary ridiculousness because they have time to fill. Yeah. No, it's it's really nothing. It means nothing. It does nothing. Yeah. But the burning of this massive, weird, red-eyed, glowing statue was literally the weirdest thing ever. And so many people online, and I posted through our stories too, like so many people were just like, what the hell is going on? Like yeah. nobody understood. We were all like, what? Why is this happening? I do love that someone, I love the internet um, and memes that are created when Katie is reading what she wrote down, her regrets and stuff, like somebody put Greg in his brownie face. Yeah, that was funny. That was good. Um, um, 
Blake? But yeah, this I thought I thought when she said it was gonna be special, I really thought that it was going to actually be something special and personal. This burning a statue, like yeah, me. there's personal stuff, but like this is not no. The the reading of it was more important than anything else that Zozo brought. But Blake reads his entry first. He says, The feelings of being snagged in life I dread. I've been so picky and serious about who I choose to date and eventually marry because I get scared of wanting to change after making making a commitment as big as marriage. You have eliminated those fears. Katie says, Today marks a fresh start. I fear that I'm not pretty enough. I fear that I'm not good enough for Blake. I fear being alone. With that being said, I'm ready to move past those fears with you next to me. So the statements were... We're good. And I'm, like I said, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure the statements themselves were probably more meaningful than anything else. Mm-hmm. This is where you should have done the thing from Claire's date with, um, what was his name? Oh, was it Jason? With Jason, where they threw, where they wrote things on the boulder and then threw them. Yeah. Like this is what, this is yes. where you do that date. Yes. You don't do that as a first date. You don't do that date. super early on, open up floodgates of feelings and then be like, bye, it's not you. <laughs> Yeah, and then so. um, Blake still feels a little stressed. He says, what if I'm not ready to propose? It's just stressful. She'll be devastated. And uh, This is where it started to turn me off. Yeah, this is at that point we all knew what was happening. It was just wasting our time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tasha, <laughs> Tasha gets the, the honor of FaceTiming Neil Lane and says that they need rings as quickly as possible. And uh, she re- reaffirming that there was never anything romantic or sexual between her and Blake. <laughs> she sits right. down to discuss the rings with Blake. Like, that was the weirdest thing. Like, I honestly was like, this is dumb. Why is Tasha the one? Like, why couldn't they just have gotten Caitlyn to do that? No, they're like, no, it's got to be you, Tasha. It's got to be you. I, th- I think that they... I think this is just, like I said, it reaffirms that there was never anything, but I think she also trusts him and he trusts her. Mm-hmm. And I think that in the moment, in her moment, in his moment of pretty intense stress by the looks on his face, he needed someone that he trusted and someone he'd gotten to know. And I'm pretty sure Tasha was probably just like, Caitlin, you went and sat next to Katie and talked to her through a bathroom door. I'll talk about rings with, with Blake. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That must have been the hard part for Chris. The fact that he had to sit outside the door and talk about rings. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. Like, at least they can split the duties. (laughs) Right. He had to do them all. Yeah. But they have... all those rings, though. And Blake is just like, I don't know. She's like, well, the round one, you know? I don't really... Like, this this was all filler. I don't even want to talk about them discussing the rings. No. No, because he had a panic attack. He was like, oh, I don't know. And then she tells him something like, if you're not ready for this, then you've got to let her go, which I yeah. thought was dumb. I love Tasha, but I was like, really? So it's either give her a ring or let her go, please. Yeah, it was it was stupid. It was useless. And then we have uh, Katie once again. The stylist killing the look. The dress was incredible. You really? You think so? I really liked it. I think she. We it had been a while since we'd seen her that dressed up. Yeah, I guess. 
It was just interesting to me that the dress has the like the mesh that to part it. Was, uh, that part was weird, but other than that, I didn't mind it. Like I get that it like it's for like modesty, you know, where it's like you don't have to be. It's a plunging neckline without being a plunging neckline. Neckline, mm-hmm. but I was still kind of like I feel like it could have been a little bit more daring, and it would have worked out. Yeah, fair. <laughs> no, that's definitely. A- a fair statement. Uh, <laughs> as she drives up, she says, I have zero doubts. I'll be living with here with a ring on my finger and a fiance. And I feel so confident saying that. Sure. And, uh, yeah. We, I mean, it's whatever. Like, I'm just, I really just want to push through. Uh, Blake shows up in his suit. I got to say, though, real quick. Tasha's like, tuxedo outfit that she had on. I liked that. Not doing it for me whatsoever. Really? I liked that. I thought that was really cute. It was, it was, for me, it was just really a weird look considering how it looked from the back. Yeah. Like, I, I liked it because it was like a, it was like a weird, like masculine, feminine kind of thing going on. I did That I, was like, I hated, yeah. everything, I hated everything about it. It was hot. Also, it did look hot though. Yeah, she looked uncomfortable. 100% she did. Like that, like I was like that, yeah, the, the, she literally like looked hot and then she looked hot. Like I was like, y'all are in the desert, but okay. Uh, Blake shows up. He is still nervous. They basically say, hey, we're so glad you're here. Please go propose or at least tell her you love her so that we can just stop living at this, this, this resort. Gosh, and Katie's uh, t- we have here Tisha saying, Oh my gosh, my heart just dropped. I guess they all thought that she may not show up, that he may not show up. Basically, uh, he walks up, she does a speech, she says, You show you showed up exactly where you were meant to show up. I'll forever be thankful f- that you fought for me here. You're caring and supportive and confident and passionate, and you love me for me. You have made me the happiest woman alive, and in a world of change, I want to be your constant. And uh, he does a a long wait. Like, there's a long pause between what she said and what he said. I'm just like, oh, God, is he going to break up with her? Yeah. And then she, he says, since day one, it's been a connection and an understanding that seemed too good to be true, but I knew. I know how great of a wife you're going to be how mother you're going to be, but I can't give you what you came here for because you deserve a lot more. You deserve. But that's where he did the pause. Yes. I can't give you what you came here for pause. And it was like, and then it's like, yes, you deserve a lot more. Get out of here with that traumatic pause. To support you and be there for you every day moving forward. And this was, uh, then he, he pops the question and proposes, and uh, he, this, I thought it was really funny at this point because he, they talk about this on the after, like in the studio where she says he's been a, a practical jokester all season. I should have seen that coming. That even in their proposal, he would lead her to believe that he wasn't proposing. <laughs> I don't Whatever. Know. I don't know, man. <laughs> but then uh, they celebrate, and they 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 do the thing where they scream that they're engaged, 
and they which is annoying. Champagne. I'm over that too. And they get they drink champagne and then ride off on horses. I'm over the date where the like the run and jump and wrap leg wrap around date hug. Oh, the leg wrap hug. Yeah. I'm over the we're engaged. Like there's just certain things in the show that I'm like, why does everyone have to do that? But then Caitlin and Tasha run in and they celebrate with them. Which I thought that part was fun because yeah. Chris never does that. No. And then Caitlin gushes, I feel like we're matchmakers. And then they yell they yell something about Michelle as they ride off. As they ride that off. was pretty funny too. They're like, Is she waiting for us <laughs> now? <laughs> I feel like she is. <laughs> yeah. Come on, we gotta go. and then now this felt like a weird place to have greg it was because greg should have happened before the freaking proposal yes like you don't put greg after all of this they they bring greg out and then greg talks to tasha and and katie caitlin first he says i've just been hanging in jersey laying low and he says, I felt like I was giving her my everything. And I just wanted at least some bit back in that moment to get back on the same page. I truly believe it happens everything for a reason. Ha- everything happens for a reason. And then that's why he does not regret what he said or did. He says, I'm grateful for her. She brought happiness into me when I didn't know it was really missing. Greg seems like he went back to Jersey and living his best life. Right. Maybe a better life than he was. Probably a better life than he was pre-show, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, Greg's like, I'm over this. You know, like, this emotional roller coaster. I'm tired. And then Katie decides to join. Katie comes out and joins them. And no hug, no handshake. No, not even a, like not even eye contact. She no. waved at Caitlin and Tasha, and then, and then she just walks right past, past Greg and sits down. Mm-hmm. And uh, Caitlin says, "I'm already feeling the tension here because it Katie was came, Katie came looking. They definitely filmed this. This from a producer mindset, they probably filmed this right after." they recapped everything from last week so that they could get them all at their emotional high. Yeah. It, man, it like this, honestly, this whole thing, this is where like things started to go downhill for me whenever they were looking at the rings and everything, the energy healer. That was when it started to go downhill for me. But then this part, I was like, all right. Okay, Katie, because her demeanor, she clearly was like trying to show that she was pissed, which we mm-hmm. get it, Katie. Um, but then she proceeds to Rip just like him. unload on Greg. Yeah, she says, I feel like you were looking for the perfect opportunity to escape <laughs> because you were never ready for an engagement. You spoke down to me. You didn't even bother to say goodbye. You said you love me, but I don't think you know what love is because that was the time I needed you the most and you ran away. And then he says, that's where I need. And then this is where kind of things went off the rails a little bit. Yeah. Where they, they spent a lot of time getting, going back and forth with each other. Uh, this is where Katie said that he talked about his acting 
Yeah. Um, she brings up, yeah, the acting that she had heard about. But this for me, though, with this exchange with Katie, though, it felt like she was bringing up everything that she had read online, mm-hmm. everything that we had seen online. Yes. And so then it was like she was just saying things that she had heard people say online. Yes. She's obviously very active. Yeah. If not active, if not a participant, at least a viewer. Yeah. And so that's what's different because I think a lot of the other uh, people, the yes, they tweet and they Instagram and everything, but they're not so involved in what people are saying. This felt like she was so involved with what people were saying on the internet that then she like took that and started saying like, you know, the gaslighting thing, the acting thing um, and everything. And I was like, I feel like, I don't even feel like she necessarily means what she's saying because she's just saying things that she's heard other people say yeah does that yeah. make sense no that's kind of how does. it came across to me no it does for sure uh he responds to that statement was saying i hate to break it to you as much as i wish i was i'm not meryl streep mm-hmm. and then uh Katie continues to lean into him saying that he's actually this very cocky confident boy from jersey who knows that he's hot bleep I really don't know if I actually know who Greg is. See, and that's from the story that I was reading this morning in prep for this. That's what, like, those accusations from an anonymous source that said that he dated her friend and blah, blah, blah. And then somebody else, like, he's this cocky guy who thinks he's so great. And this shy boy act is fake, you know, because that's not who he is. Yeah. So, I'm like, if that's not who he is, that he did a good job. There was, yeah, he, I don't know, he, he apologizes and tries to, uh, tries to fix it by saying, I'm sorry if you thought I was talking down to you. This is where Katie says, he, Katie stamps back, gaslighting is the better word. Uh, See, and that also, when she said gaslighting is the better word, I'm like, Katie, you're just saying that because you heard thousands of people say that on the internet yesterday or last week. Well, she said that on her Instagram story, like, right after the episode ended. Yeah, I guess. Caitlin, Caitlin tries her best to slow down the train. Poorly, but she tries. Uh, she asked for Kate, she asked Katie to describe what gaslighting is. Katie says when you try to make someone feel, someone else feel like it's their fault. Uh, as we discussed before, no. Mm-mm. It means when you try to convince someone that their reality is wrong. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to prove. I guess to a certain extent, if you convince, if you try to convince me that it's my fault, because you're taking what you're taking what's happening and you're turning it back on me, that is a bit, that's an element of gaslighting, but that's not the whole thing. Yes. But that's like saying my fingers, a, my thumb is a finger, but my, all, not all fingers are thumbs. Like, it's a part of gaslighting, but there's so much more to it that needs to be taken into consideration. And also, Katie's taking the interpretation of what she thinks gaslighting is, combining it with sort of the definition of gaslighting, and making it about Greg. Yeah. I saw something just earlier. Oh, gosh, I can't remember where I saw it. But it was, like, the definition of gaslighting. Um, And it was really... But it, it... 
not necessarily like it broke down the definition of gaslighting and I don't remember where I saw it now, man. Um, but, but yes, so this got really intense and Greg was really flustered. Like Greg was like, Greg was trying to apologize, you know, because at one point he's like, I'm sorry that I'm sorry that I made you feel that way you know, I'm sorry, or something like, I'm either I made you feel that way, or I'm sorry that you felt that I did that, or something, something, I don't know, but, like, she got angrier about that, um, it was just the way that she put him down, though, the way that she, like, he was apologizing, and she wasn't just like, hey, you know what, I'm glad it didn't work out with you, because I'm happy, yeah, she just like grilled him like it was like she was trying to make him feel as little as possible up on that stage while he had already said like yeah I could have done stuff better yeah uh, I don't really want to talk about the rest of the discussion it was just the same thing over and over again eventually they say that they hope the best for each other I don't think either of them really means it no but then no then Blake comes out, <clears throat> Greg leaves, and Blake comes out, and uh, they have a little discussion at the end there, and then Blake has a bunch of people with boom boxes stand up, and they replay the song from their first date. And uh, They keep trying to convince us that it was their, that's such their song. Right. And then, so they they do that, and then they dance, and then... The episode is over. They give us a really intriguing preview for Bachelor in Paradise, and that's how the episode ends. Right. I will say, though, this is what I was going to say for my news and notes, though. So the internet has had a severely mixed reaction to Katie and Greg's interaction. Like, that's the thing. Um, and like you said earlier, Kate, like people loved Katie last week. They hated Greg last week. Now they, it, Now it's like it's mixed. But the things that are coming out of Bachelor Nation, though, from people, members of Bachelor Nation, like Caitlin's fiance, Jason, he says, final take, I don't think Greg left because of the lack of reciprocity and feelings. I think he left because he didn't see his future wife in front of him. That is damn fair. But if that's the case, just simply say it. I'm done with the situation. Congrats, Blake and Katie, um, which is kind of like what you said. You're done. You're over it now. <laughs> um he also said, dude, just say that you were not there. You were not that into her. It's okay to say that. Demi, your favorite Demi. I like um, Demi. Let's see what Demi has she to say. Had, she had some things to say. She said, I don't think it's up to someone else to determine whether or not someone knows what love is. I think everyone has their own definition of love. So maybe Greg doesn't love the way Katie defines love, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have his own definition. Why is she mad if she's happily engaged? Yo, lay off my boy, Greg. Um, Blake basically just said he's scared to commit because he might change his mind, LOL. <laughs> um, yeah. Unfortunately, Derek, I did, remember, remember I did Derek, miss. I'm sorry, what? I was just gonna say, I missed that part last night. I uh, foregoed the viewing in, in, when it was live to go play volleyball with my sister. So I did not watch it live last night. I watched it this morning and I mm. desperately avoided Instagram and Twitter last night and this morning until I finished the episode. Well, good for you. Cause so yeah, this I, I did miss, 
I did miss the memes and the tweets in live because I love them ever so much. Yeah. There is also Derek Peth um, said, I haven't watched this full season, but why is Katie going in so hard on this dude, Greg, while she's happy in her own engagement? This feels unnecessary. And then he says, oh, wow. I, w- <laughs> I guess by saying that he hadn't watched it, <laughs> he says that he's like later on, oh, wow. I waited into some bleep. I was not prepared for. <laughs> I feel like I need to know now. How many weeks did I need to watch to understand? <laughs> um, and then a guy, Luke Stone. I don't remember who Luke Stone is. Oh, Luke. Yeah, Luke S. Yeah, from yeah. from Hannah's season. I just zoomed in on his on his Instagram picture. But he said, "Listen, a lot of people are gonna hate on Katie for going off on Greg, but." I'm not, or I'm going to speculate here that she doesn't want him. She doesn't want him to have that good guy platform without a fight. Dude is absolutely full of it and deserves an altercation. Um, Clay Harbor. This is the last one. Clay Harbor. uh, Who is P.S. He's Andrew S.'s cousin. I learned that last week. Yeah, I forgot to tell you. Like, we're talking about this with you. But yeah, straight up Andrew S.'s cousin. And he's also good friends with Dustin. uh, Yeah. uh, Also from Hannah's season. Like, they're the ones who convinced him to come on. Yes. I was like, what? But he says, make The Bachelor about finding love, not forcing an engagement. Amen, amen. True. Blake, I love you. Katie, I love you so much. Greg, I love you. Katie, I like... I like looking at you. <laughs> and then 100% with Blake doesn't, don't say I love you if you're not 100% sure. Um, then somebody else is like all this. Oh, Natasha. Natasha's so cute. She says all this team Katie, team Greg is too much. I'm team love. It sucks that they had to, a bad breakup, but clearly he wasn't the one for her. They both knew it. Hashtag the bachelor. Whatever, Natasha. I like the spicier takes better, but... <laughs> At the end of the day, like Natasha, we're team love as well. Absolutely. Uh, all in all, 7 out of 10 for this season. I think it started It started higher, and then it started to plummet for me. The season started as a 10, was a 4 at its worst, and then ended like a 7. Yeah. I'm going to say 6.5. But like a six to seven range, I think slightly above average is totally mm-hmm. acceptable. I'll give it a six point five because I still don't buy that um her and Blake are gonna last. Okay. <laughs> Three years from now, they're married. What do you get? Let's fast forward three years. They've never broken up, they're married, or at least like like the Jojo Jordan route, where it's like they're not married yet, but they're gonna get married. So what do you do you bump it up to a seven or a seven point five? No. Oh, okay. No. Fifteen years. Because I now. think they would stay together. Fifteen years from now, they're married two kids. Okay. Still not bumping it up. <laughs> it wasn't a great way to get there. Okay, like true. the journey the journey that they took us true. on. Okay. The journey that they took me on. No. <laughs> True. Okay. Well, I think that's totally Still fair too. As long as long as you're staying constant. Yeah. Uh, next week, Paradise, 
very excited. When episodes will should be out on Thursdays primarily for Paradise because Paradise is two episodes a week, and then we're also oh, yeah. getting a release date for Michelle's season. Did you see that? <gasps> yeah, October nineteenth. Man, so I'm excited over, about Michelle. A little over two months. Yeah, I'm excited about Michelle. I think she'll have a good season. She's a really, she seems like a really kind person at least. Yes, I'm so. very excited for that. So we'll definitely have to see what happens with that. Anything else? I'm glad it's over. Me, me too. <laughs> if I am ready for a Bachelor in Paradise palette cleanser. Yeah, yeah. Just bring on all of the, all of the crazy drinks and the the sugar, like. Like we were talking about the vacation food. That's yes. what Bachelor in Paradise is. Bring on the vacation food. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Right Reasons Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. Uh, please support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash podcasting for the right reasons. No space. The cost of a Starbucks a month to support us financially would be great as we try to improve the content. Uh, until next week, this has been a this has been a season. This has been a season. Yes, <laughs> it has been a season. Right. Bye, everybody. Bye.